你打我。When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Hello, it's the Asian Action Cast Abridged Edition. We are all your hosts. My name is Scott, and with me tonight is Rachel. Hi. Nathan. Hey. And Michael. Hello. How's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Good. Friday good. evening. Don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's movie is the, un- unfortunately, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, titled? Terribly titled? <laughs> Naughty Boys. A Golden Harvest Bong 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 Hong Kong production. From 1986. 1986. And there are some alternate titles for this movie. So it is also called... There This movie is also called The Violent Caper and also called A Little Bit of Trick. That's a dumb name. It also has a alternate title in the Philippines. I think it's called like Super Cop Protectors or something like that. All right, trying to trade off of the Supercop name, maybe. But Supercop wasn't made until the nineties, so that's weird. I'll, I'll double check that, but um, yeah. So we maybe said it was just because that that was um, it was re-released. I think the copy we had was a ninety ninety three re-release, so maybe they just had a re-release title or something. Maybe, and the word I was looking for was unfortunately titled. So sorry about that. My uh, my vocabulary is failing me. So this title, this alternate title, is um, yeah, Supercop Protectors. Oh yeah, all right then. Um, so just to get everybody up to speed with 1986 here, because we haven't done it for a while, just for a bit of fun. Some movies that come out in 1986 include Labyrinth, Aliens, Big Trouble in Little China, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Four or Flats, A Dog's Tale. <laughs> no one outside Australia would know that. In Hong Kong, we had A People Better Tomorrow. People in New Zealand would know. <laughs> there you go. In Hong Kong, we had A Better Tomorrow, Armor of God, Heroes Shed No Tears, Millionaire's Express and Writing Wrongs, and you can listen to those two at the Asian Action Cast archives. Uh, some songs that came out in 1986 included uh, Papa Don't Preach was a big one, <laughs> Rock Me Armadeus, and West End Girls. But uh, the two big ones here for 1986 is Rain and Blood by Slayer and Metallica's Master of Puppets come out in 1986. So a banner year for music there. <laughs> well, this. Those two songs could have featured in this film then. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Also, uh, I want to point out that Mars is on the same level of Madonna as he is only known by one name. (laughs) (laughs) And he stars in this film. Does he star or does his hair star? (laughs) (laughs) So his flat top's pretty impressive. Is it better than the flat top of the last movie we watched? No, no, Eddie Coe's flat top wins hands down. Eddie's, but- Eddie Coe's flat top, you could bounce a quarter off of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a quarter. He's, also, he's also got like a cool like old man stripe going through it. Yeah, yeah. much cooler. Yeah. And he's got the mas- mustache. I've that. got a dumb question because we're on that subject of Eddie Coe at the moment. Is Philip Coe Eddie Coe's bro? Because he looks kind of like him. I think Maybe not. Maybe it's just the bro. I think not. Not that I know of. Okay, because they, they both have stunning mustaches. <laughs> it's on the same level as uh, Stanley Fung or uh, uh, Richard Ng. <laughs> uh, there's also, I, 
so why did we watch this film? I think it was Rachel's Ra- choice, wasn't it? Rachel's choice, yeah. Oh, it came back randomly on a okay. certain download. I mean, we all have an affinity and love for Mars. We have an affection, <laughs> a deep affection for the man. And it's it's great that he did get a starring role in a film. And this movie has some amazing like like action sequences. But I nearly gouged my own eyes out while I was watching other parts of the film. <laughs> Is Mars not pleasant on the eyes to you? No, it's not so much Mars as unpleasant. It's that whoever came up with the bits in between the, the like the set pieces didn't bother putting any kind of like concept together. Oh, we'll just have him like be a dick and not understand that his girl, his female friend, is like trying to help him, and he's just being a piece of shit. Like I don't know, it, like but the the other bits, the action sequences were they were really good. They kind of made all- up for it. There was a lot of talking in between the action pieces. Maybe, maybe talking. Maybe, maybe if I spoke Cantonese and the subtitles weren't a completely dog shit, um, that would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought they I were all right. They were better than that movie yeah. the other week. Uh, that was like terrible. What was? Oh uh, yeah. Some yeah, of the dialogue but- was so fast though. They're like like when Karina Lau was <laughs> listing three things that what like bad guys do. She just said it in like three seconds, and I was like, what? Yeah, th- I think that might be it too. Maybe they just didn't bother there's because a there's some, there was. Dialogue. Yeah, they didn't like. They might have been being funny, like it might have been humorous, but it didn't come across in the subtitles. So it was. Just it can't, kind of yeah, it kind of, kind of like they were, you know, talking in metaphors and and like puns and things, but it was just like doing couple word translation of it, and yeah, you got the gist, but it would be better. Yeah, you can follow the, the plot, but you weren't getting the the. The minute details that you need to enjoy such a film of this caliber. <laughs> I don't think it mattered too much. There were some things a bit off, like maybe like the prison guard goes, "Do you want to eat?" But it's, it's more like, "What are you doing? Do you want to miss out on your meal or something like that?" Is probably a better translation. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, things like very very minor anyway to me. Okay. Uh, so what did what did that thing I sent you before mean? Hilly Damn. Jilly, Millie Silly, what the Jilly hell Billy. That? That's what she says. That's what someone says to someone else in this film. <laughs> Shilly Shally? Shilly Shally. Someone what said the- Shilly Shally in this film, and I don't know what that means. Unless it's, a, <laughs> unless it's English. English. What? Gerund or present participle to fail or act resolutely or decisively. Yeah, you're Shilly Shally around. It's like in that. It's- Final Fantasy movie. She's like, dilly dally, shilly shally. Everyone's oh, like, what really? the fuck are you talking Is about? Is that a very English saying? Because I ain't heard of it. <laughs> well, we yeah, speak I would think English. It, it, does, it does sound very <laughs> British, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we won't shilly shally around. We'll get to the meat of this movie. I just want to mention that it made about just under 10 million Hong Kong dollars. That's actually pretty good. That's more than the last movie we watched. What Not the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> What was that movie that we watched? A couple, like the not future X Cops. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> like the one, I, the last one I watched, it only made like four million. The it, the Johnny Toe movie. Oh, the mission. I wonder having the Jackie name all over the Chinese trailer would have helped, like push. He was in it for thirteen seconds. Yeah, but it's like produced by Jackie Chan. They show Jackie in the trailer. His his name is written all over the trailer. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Probably it would have helped, especially in the eighties when he was like uber popular. So definitely gave it a kick up. And uh, as I say, I, I wouldn't. Did he 
I'm assuming he choreographed or at least assisted to choreograph this because he's in yeah one of the outtake scenes helping them do some of the stunts and stuff. So that would make the most sense to me. I didn't realize Mars couldn't couldn't fight that well. This is there's not he's not very good in the fighting, but there's a lot of crazy stunts. Maybe that's just his character, like he's just goofing around a bit. You don't think it's a good nah, if, if you if you think about it, like through all the movies that he's in, he's never like you know the main present fighter. He's always the one that gets hit and falls. So he's always a he's a stunt man. He's not not like an artist. With, I thought with they were presence. I thought they were getting his like female friend to do a lot of the fighting. Like she was the competent fighter. What I kind of like that. When yeah. when not Bonnie, the other one, Chang or Chong. Yeah. I think if she was played by Wei, Kara Wei, I looked it up, but I don't really remember. <laughs> I guess I could, I'm on the computer right now. I could look it up right now. <laughs> I thought they even made a joke about that in the car, um, saying that, oh, he said, don't, don't let the women do that because that's the, they shouldn't have to do that. And then someone says to him, oh, times have changed now. I think it's Yeah, really women, women are that. more competent. Yeah. yeah. Women I thought that was that was good them. because the two girls were actually more competent than anyone in that car yeah. in fighting. <laughs> oh, so long as there's some uneven bars. <laughs> well, I, I the funny thing, like I didn't mind when she was doing that at the end bit, right? But when she's doing the little gymnastic practicing thing, I was looking at all the mistakes she it was drawn to the mistakes that she was making on it, and I was like. Is this like an actress pretending to do like gymnastics for the for the scene or whatever? But then she, she may seemed- have been pretending, but she was doing flips and shit. So yeah, like I, I it what it made me want to know like is she actually a, a gymnast and she's an actress, or did they just get the actress to do like a few flips and she's just quite competent at that stuff and she tried it a few times? It was just like it looked like she made a lot of mistakes in that scene, but then in the other scenes it was like perfect or whatever so but obviously they'd shot that multiple times to get the scenes i do like how they paid it off though it's like oh i'm just doing gymnastics and it pays off in the end yeah yeah it well, was like yeah for, it's foreshadowing, gymnastics it? <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into it so we, as we were saying it's a chill brothers production sorry golden harvest production golden golden harvest. Harvest. Bong, bong. Bong, bong, bong 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 naughty naughty boys 1986 directed by wilson chin sing Wai, produced by jackie chan and he's in this like, – we, we make a joke like at the end of the year for our awards, like the, the My Lucky Stars uh, award. Cameo. <laughs> yeah. So what we're talking about in that is like Jackie Chan's in My Lucky Stars for about 15 minutes of screen time and he's all over the DVD and all of the advertising. Same with this movie. He's literally in it for about seven seconds. He like gets some food in the prison. He doesn't even participate <laughs> in that fight, I don't think. He doesn't say anything either, right? Yeah. He just pulls a face, yeah. So lots of cameos in this movie, but also some of our main cast is Cara Way, Karina Lau, Mars, Clarence Ford, Billy Lau, and Philip Coe. We also have Lo Meng. And Rachel, tell me what your description of Lo Meng was. Uh, a man with a fast temper and very quick to rip off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He, looks, he rips his shirt and goes, ah! In the Every movie is like, oh, his stereotype is a guy who gets angry fast. They deliberately play it that way. <laughs> There's a couple other cameos in this as well. Ben Lamb's in this for a little bit too. Stanley Fung is in this movie. And Stanley Fung's in this movie? He is. He was the detective head, wasn't he? Or yeah. the head of the detective agency. I was like, uh, I, that scene where they did the- Was the guy the- from one of the, the, the Project A's in this film? 
or a police story. It was police story, I think. Yeah, like one of the dudes was in in there. I thought he was going to feature a bit more. There was like a bunch of people I've seen before. They must have just all been walking around. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just get in the prison uniform. Just jump in here. I'm sure they're like little bits. They uh, like the the two detectives in that in that scene. I'm sure that they're also in like another movie that I've seen. Like little, it's almost like they were dragging into like it might have been Lucky Stars or something where they've they've got the little cameos in different movies of the different characters. Like they created a character and just dumped them a little bit. In you saying there's a cinematic movies. universe? Yeah, like if like <laughs> playing the same universe. characters. Yeah, it felt that way to me. Like, I'm sure I've seen that in another thing because I was looking at it going, have I seen this movie before? Because I, I definitely haven't seen it, but it felt like I'd seen that scene and I'm almost certain it's in like one of the Lucky Stars or something where they're playing that detective kind of characters in something else. Or maybe it's just that I see them so many in so many of these films that they just blend in for me. But <laughs> it, it definitely felt that way to me. Yeah. I just want to make mention of two two people in this movie um, – our director friend, Wilson Chin, is has a cameo. He's a policeman. And there's a guy who has a very small role called Paul Che Bulaw. And he has the strangest face I've ever seen in Hong Kong cinema. He's very skinny and very tall. And if you can look at a picture of this guy, he's uh, the one posting a, like, putting up a poster. He's a very strange-looking, strange-looking rooster. <laughs> All right, so so let's get into the meat of this film. Um, who Do wants you want to- me just to run down the plot real quick? Yeah, if you could. It's real simple. <laughs> it- sure, sure, man. Mostly it is. It the, the the There's an A plot and a B plot, really. Uh, there's a marginal C plot too, but there's an A plot and a B plot. The A plot is Mars, and I'm not going to bother trying to remember the character's name. I'm just not going to bother. Mars is a... Ex-con, he gets out, he's tasked with going to dig up some diamonds. Uh, he gets there and there are no diamonds. He Because those diamonds, he, they buried them in the past, like we'll get them later after. Our, yeah, yeah, like after we serve our sentence, haha, we'll, we'll, you know, and then we'll split it. He goes and digs up the diamonds. There's no diamonds there. The people that he, who are still in prison, who he was digging up the diamonds for, think he's stolen the diamonds. And then there's one plot where they're trying to like essentially beat him up for most of the time. And there's a double cross in there. And one of them actually does have the diamonds and he's selling them and trying to get rid of the other people. He's like trying to take their shares. Kind of interesting. Uh, but that's, that's the premise for like 30% of the fights through two thirds of the film. Then there's a, a con man who is wanting the diamonds and he's trying to make a deal. And there's another character, Leung, is it Leung? Leung? I'm bad at Jap- Chinese names. Is that the reporter uh, or sorry, no. the detective? No, no, no the, the, you're talking the about the travel agent manager. The travel yeah, the, agent. Oh, the, the travel the agent. Then, Leung, yeah, the, Leung or something. Yeah, he um, he gets embroiled with this con man in a in a separate way, but he gets he. I think he might have a thing for the the friend, Mars's friend. I think he might be romantically interested in her by the end of the film. Um, anyway, he gets involved that way, and he sells him a bad flight that doesn't exist and then he finds out that Mars has a like a bounty on his head and he tries to get the bounty, right? So there's like that little B plot too. And then there's a C plot with Bonnie who is working for a detective agency who is trying who is like, oh the insurance agency. She's a detective agency who's been hired by the insurance company to try and find the diamonds, right? That's that's the three main plots. Pretty much. Yeah. And in between all of that, there's a bunch of fucking excellent fight sequences and stunts. Mm-hmm. 
what more do you want? You just need a premise and to go for it, really. I did like that, um, unlike many Hong Kong films, the the plots do interweave and tie together in a nice little bow, except the end is a bit slapstick, but but they I don't know how I don't think together. they knew how to end it. Yeah, that that's the feeling I got to just yeah, it just sort of comes apart and they go, let's just all do one scene together. And then they threw in that stupid gag at the end, which I was like, eh, didn't need it. Because that ending but, was another cameo, which was really confusing, yeah. but yeah. Was that Eric Sung? <laughs> it always uh, looks like no, it. it's someone like Michael, Michael Hui or Michael someone, and yeah. a um, singer called uh, Lu Fong. Uh, he also yeah. sings the theme song with Corinna Lau that you hear at the end. Ah, that's. I guess we can hit that now. The music is very hit and miss. Sometimes I essentially took my headphones off because I could <laughs> read the subtitles and I didn't need to hear the shitty music. And I thought the music was pretty great. I liked um, it. Compared to, say, The Mission, the Johnny Toe film. Oh, The Mission um, was awful. But in this particular <laughs> case, I didn't hate all the music. There was just a couple of tracks that were really grating. I would buy this soundtrack unironically on vinyl if I could find it. That's one of those kind of. You motherfucker! You just want to. You just. Are you being Christian right now? You just being antagonistic. (laughs) (laughs) Contrary. You play it when I come around your house. Oh, did you see my coloured vinyl? (laughs) (laughs) I've got it on tape. Wow, it's got nice uh, moogie sounds or something. I don't know. It felt very. um, What do you call it? Like that's it. That sort of. uh, what? It's like a little cadence or a little a, loop, a little yeah, like a, a sting that plays like a like this really really funky thing. I'll see if I can put it in here, but um, I don't know. I don't know music terms, but it's like a little sting that plays every now and then. It's like oh, that's kind of sounds like really chimey. Yeah. Insert funk. <laughs> I was really impressed by uh, the. Quen uh, or Qn or whatever her name was, the friend, the female friend. I thought she was doing a really good job considering she was emaciated. Um, <laughs> she was very thin. I don't think she, she, had, her, uh, she had any power at all in any of her punches or kicks, but she was flipping and shit. Give her the be, give her props. Best fighter in the in this whole movie. She's awesome. Very much so. And uh, she wears uh, some excellent jumpers. We should watch more Karahui, um Shaw Brothers movies anyway. We should. Really she was any. good. Yeah. I also found her charismatic. They play her weird, her character. Like she's, she says she's the cousin of Mars and she's getting all jealous and pouty in a romantic way almost when she has, when Mars has the hots for, um, for Bonnie. In my, in my translation, which was the same one I think you guys watched because you sent me the thing, it's, she, they said, keep saying friend, like best friend. It, it sort of started off saying childhood friend, and then at one point it morphs into that's my cousin at the airport, and then it goes along with cousin later. So I don't mm. know if it was like he's the cousin and the childhood friend like together, or they just sort of changed the translations that went along to cousin. So that that's the way I kind of grabbed it. And obviously, yeah, she was she's definitely romantically interested in, in uh, Mars or, or Sheng, initially and then throughout the movie she sort of moves towards the other the travel agent guy mm. uh, the loser the, the, yeah but they sort of get beat up and he tries to protect her and she sort of falls for him by the end of the movie and obviously um mars is interested in bonnie the other girl anyway so yeah well mm-hmm. now 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 they can be interested in each other because they go into women's prison <laughs> I just want to Are talk they? a bit 
bit of the opening because I think it opens like a TV show. Like everybody has like a little uh, cameo, like a little couple of spots of action and it cuts to like a headshot. Almost like intro of a TV show. Like Mars in blah, 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 blah. I just want to talk about the, the one where he's got a giant roller, concrete roller chasing them and then they just dig holes in the ground so they can um, all fall down them. Do you reckon it was like real concrete roller or just completely fake? Because no I was way. going, it's got to be fake. It's, I think it was a no real roller. I don't think it came anywhere near to hitting those people. No, but look at the end when Mars is like um, sitting in his hole waiting for that thing to come up. I don't think it's concrete. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like just a giant. <laughs> Whatever, foam I'm willing to give. It. I don't know. I thought that's a really stupid slapstick um, joke to start with that they don't really seem to replicate afterwards. They did like a few different s- silly jokes. Uh, I did appreciate the roller with him firstly, and then when they doubled down on it with all three of them getting crushed into the same hole um, <laughs> yeah, afterwards, I thought that that was that was worth it. And the other slapstick, obviously, running Mars over with the car, which. Uh, I believe Sam's words were sold when you told him that was going to happen. Um, and, it, yeah, the, the stupid ending where they arrest them with cops, but then they're, they're really there to arrest bad guys who are in the, the container above them. In defense of <laughs> Bonnie, Mars is just walking all over the road like a fucking idiot. Like, of course you're going to get hit by a car if you're walking on a road like that. Yeah. <laughs> She just plows into him like he gets run over like nine times during this film. I wrote down, ha ha, Mars gets runs over, run over twice. I was like, oh no, three times, oh no, four times, and just lost count after a while. <laughs> Anything to get picked up so you can touch some lady's boobs with your back? <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. that, <laughs> that was definite cringe moment. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a, a slightly reoccurring joke about Bonnie that she's got big boobs. And it's like, they're not that big. <laughs> maybe they're big. Maybe they're big for nineteen eighties Hong Kong. Maybe they're meant to cast somebody else, but they end up casting Karina. Because <laughs> there's a joke at the end where she's trying to get through the, um, oh, the yeah. warehouse, the the boxes, and it's like I can't get through. My boobs are too big, and and <laughs> she ends up grabbing. I love like, I love how Sheng yeah, how she grabs her. She just like smacks her arm down to like knock her boobs out of the way and just drags <laughs> her. In. Funny stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, oh, the other slapstick thing was they threw the the briefcase into a pile of briefcases. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking that's some Austin Power shit right there. The whole last twenty minutes in that warehouse is phenomenal, in my opinion. Like there's there's mazes and stunts and fighting. I, I yeah, I really like the stunts in that bit. Like the fighting itself, like there were definitely some good fighting individually. Overall, it was a bit of a mixed bag. But yeah, the the stunt work there, like when they're doing the falls and the tumbles and hitting things into like um, you know packed crates and and boxes or or off high stacked like two or three stories up stacks down to the bottom and stuff, I thought that was um, really well done stunt work. Excellent. Mm-hmm. This movie is fucking incredible for the stunts. Um, I just I kind of I don't think it needs to be. There's there's two there's the bit where uh, Mars gets hit by the car early on by Bonnie, but there's the other sequence where they're getting run over by that red car a bunch, like where that red car's trying to hit them. In like there a quarry a, or something. Yeah, there is a stunt. Oh, lumberyard. There is a stunt that I've never seen before, and I think it's incredibly dangerous. I think, I think that it's um kind of ridiculous. It's where Mars is on his back in the gravel. And he puts his legs up on the bumper and the car's reversing and it's sliding him along. I know they change him out for a dummy just before he hits the, 
the logs. I understand that. I'm gonna say, yeah. But there's no way for the driver to see or know where he is. And I realize I've never seen that stunt before because the driver would just run you over. Mm. They wouldn't know where you were. It looked incredible. Like I didn't think it when I was watching it initially, I was like, oh, that's kind of boring. They're going kind of slow. And then I was, and then I, and, and they changed it with a dummy. And then I was like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. And I think it's because it would be incredibly dangerous because there's no way to make sure you're not just going to run a motherfucker over. How do you even brace against the back of the car so you don't get pulled under? Yeah, yeah. You'd have to really have a lot of loose gravel that you know you're going to roll over. Yeah, he. It, yeah, it's all got to do with the gravel. If it was on a, an actual road, you wouldn't go. But because yeah. it's on the gravel, I think you slide. Or they may have put something on his the back of his um, jacket. Like maybe yeah. they put a piece of tin or something there so he could slide easier. But it's a it it's pretty fucking dangerous thinking about it. And there's also during that fight, there's also a bit where there's a car door open. And I can't remember who hits it, but someone lands on the corner of that. Yeah, that, that was the girl. <laughs> and I yeah. Was like, Fuck, man, that's just gonna hurt. You know, my favorite part of that scene is when they smash the windscreen, and then um, a tune or whatever in. her name she she kicks. Jeff. Yeah, jump kicks the 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 open windscreen. Yeah, that's her too. That's not a stunt double. No, that's yeah, a, she's and she's, she swung a leg too while she was in there, like trying to hook him. I I, lo- I like that. I did like the play with the stupid log. How how the 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 travel agent friends trying to hit them with a giant log, <laughs> and he tries like five or six different times, hits hits his friends, hits himself, falls or just hits. <laughs> he's trying. And he finally <laughs> finally hits him once on the back, and he's like yeah, and then he drops it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice how much padding he seemed to have? He seemed like his chest oh, suddenly got very big. Good point. There was, um, I think the the point where he had the most for me was like an earlier scene where he was wearing like a yellow jacket. I think yeah. he had the basket and he fell. And and when they took up, they didn't take the padding out. So he had this like massive puffy jacket that was like skin tight before. Now just like showing how much padding they had when he did the fall over onto his face. So this whole scene I'm in, we're talking about, I think it's like, our three heroes event against Philip Coe. Is that right? Yeah. Is he the one? Yep. The one the, yep. with the logs, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wait, wait, wait. Is it Philip Coe or is it? Uh, yeah, that's Philip sure? Coe supposed to be driving the car trying to run everyone over. Is it? I thought it was the other guy. I thought Philip nah. Coe was changed sides. Isn't he one of the dudes who changed Philip, sides? Philip Coe is like the one who's like scheming. He He's the one who picks up the phone and says, oh, you want me to go to the – Go to the village okay. to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, I, again, I must have gotten confused at some point because I knew there was a double. I knew that one of them double crossed and the other two joined Mars. Yeah, yeah. I was. I thought. I thought it was the other. I thought it was Meng Lo, yeah. the bigger guy, the tougher guy. Because Philip Coe isn't that tough, but he beats the shit out of all these people. Eh, he doesn't yeah. that. He doesn't the lumberyard. He doesn't the lumberyard scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because imagine you swap Philip Co with with Lo Meng or Typo, and then it's like, I don't think you can do comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you go be a straight man and get beaten up. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can fall. Oh, I forgot to talk about that other scene. Probably will like fall backwards over some barrels and then cross your eyes and then fall. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people uh, do some pretty nasty stunts where their their legs kind of their feet are at the top of their head. And they're like jackknifing. It looks incredibly painful. What's what's an example? Um, Mars in in the scene we're talking about, he um he flips over a couple of times and lands like on his ass and his legs are like parallel with his head. It's like oh man, that's so bad. 
I liked, yeah, the, the travel agent guy gets, like, knocked over and, and does, like, a double spin at one point and lands on yeah. his back. Incredible. It was, it, that looked very quick and very painful. We're all pretty sure, though, that there's a lot of wires, right? Because people are, like, double flipping when they should only... No one's double flipping yep. from a kick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, agreed. And there was one, the real obvious one was, um, I think, in the warehouse when... Um, Cheng kicks some dude and he just like flies across and hits the boxes on the opposite and you can tell the like the string pull at that point on that one that scene though like there's the fight sequence there's a couple of really good fight sequences a couple of actually i would never i actually won't say that they're good fight sequences what they are are good action sequences because the fighting's actually a little rough a lot of the time the actual kicks and punches and and some of it was very like cut edited like yeah there's one scene where she she's got like Cheng's going to work, and I was like, "Yeah, show me some more." But it, they they didn't go for the long, sweeping wide shot. They just went for like these really short cuts that really cut out the like the aftermath of the hits when she was doing multiple people. I don't know if it just didn't play out well on on how they were capturing it because it felt like they were, you know, cutting what they had intended to do down just because it didn't work as well. Mm-hmm. The other. Like there's this fight. This movie is filled with tiny fights, and then but only a couple of large action sequences. Like even the beginning at the even at the beginning in the prison, where they're fighting. Like there's like a food fight. Like not a food fight, but there's a fight in the the cafeteria essentially. And they um, there's a lot of people smashing, like flipping and smashing into tables and things like that. But that's maybe two and a half minutes long and i wouldn't it's not it's not like these other ones these other ones are substantial and interesting to watch there's a bunch of small fight sequences all the way through which are all pretty good especially when they're featuring uh Karawai. yes um, there's a there's like three or four where she sort of gets mars out of trouble and they're all really good mm. yes agreed um mars plays the lovable idiot here who's very naive and Karawai plays like we said before like sort of the, the jealous pouty Plain Jane, but she's really good. She's like, she's plain Jane, and she's je- she's marginally jealous, but he's an idiot, and he should have <laughs> got with her if she's not his actual cousin. Because she's great. She owns a shop. She saved money for him. She, she's working hard. She makes food. He's got a great, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> I did. That was one of my um, favorite bits in the movie, where she gets kidnapped by one of the other um, gang members. Um, but not really, and you kind of you you kind of see her up until that point kicking everyone's ass, and you're like, why would she actually get you know kidnapped by him all of a sudden? And then she's she's um, in a construction yard, and he's he's tied her up and stuff, and they're calling him on the phone, and Mars is like dismissing up, you know, she's just mucking about, she's just mucking about. He doesn't even go to help her, but the travel agent's so concerned, he ends up going to help her, and then the travel agent gets beat up in Mars's place effectively. And then he's, he gets so beat up that she goes, okay, I've had enough of this. And then she just absolutely wipes the floor with a gang member gang member. And she's like, Oh God, I only went along with it to see, see if Mars would come out and, and uh, come and help me. But obviously he doesn't care at all. No, um, he's a piece of shit. Exactly. He's, he's a, he's a 
He's a lovable doofus, but also. But if you think about shit. it, he he was right all along. She was never in any danger. She was just mucking around. Yeah. So technically, he was right. At the end of the film, you end up kind of. Sometimes you, sometimes you got to not be right in order to be right, Michael. <laughs> At the end of the film, you you sort of care more for the travel agent guy. Like he's more of the lovable guy you want to see succeed because he's trying so hard, but he fails all the time. It's like, come on, man, get a hit in. Yeah, that's true. I feel he bad was, for him. But he I was the only one him. that had like absolutely no like martial arts or anything. He was just caught in the middle of everything going on around him. Really, you got, you got to use that, that was, log. Oh. Yeah, the log. <laughs> <laughs> there was that. I don't. I, so there's that fight sequence with the car. There's some fight sequences here and there. There's a bit where they're trying to capture him and, and they're trying to get off the roof and he's like repelling de- like Mars is repelling down. That's kind of interesting. Um. But really, then there's that, uh, how long is it, like 20, 22 minutes long sequence in the warehouse? Yeah, Incredible. it's definitely the longest fight That's scene. That's fucking great. Like, it is so good. Action they definitely stunts, had a lot of amazing. different little areas, yeah. Comedy, physical comedy, lots of stunts. And how, how big was that building? There's some scenes where it's shot from mile, like it feels like from a mile away, and someone's swinging and they look so tiny. They look tiny and they're like swinging like Tarzan through this space. <laughs> the the boxes, like the, the shelf system is like multiple stories tall. It's crazy. And you know what? I like the uh, fact that <laughs> we're cutting over it. No, that's all right. You got to do some light. Go on. Yeah. Um, I like the fact in that scene that it, it focused on each different character for little different parts of the fight scene as well. It like sort of went from, you know, and, and they were using the passing of the briefcase as the reason to switch and then follow the next set for like five minutes or so as they do different obstacles as they're all spread throughout the only thing it, it did feel like they cut mars off a bit to me up until that point he's he's like the main character and at that point i felt like he just fell to the side and it was definitely you know about the girls at that point that's fine they could have like knocked him out or incapacitated him or something like that it feel like he just disappeared for a while yeah i felt like those other two dudes disappeared Oh, they weren't doing anything. Yeah, they, yeah, that like, was just waiting. Like the, well, they the, the two said, "Hey, why, why should we fight? Let's wait till they've done, and we can go in." That's right? like an ongoing joke, isn't it? They just hide in the bushes or something, yeah. and one whacks yeah, the other on the head. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's they're pretty useless. But the, even up to that, there's some interesting stuff. There's the fake cops who like fake shoot each other, um, and then there's like that driving sequence where the trucks corner the car, and then they make him go into the the back of a car. Like just simple, like that's not a crazy stunt, but at the same time, like it's a lot. I think it's a lot more dangerous than I think it is. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like blown away by not the con man, but I was I was kind of thinking, if you're trying to get the diamonds, how much can they really be worth? And do you having like thirty or forty freaking henchmen? You're not making a lot of money when you have to cut down to pay everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Life is cheap, Mike. <laughs> Just didn't, you know what, the economic uh, didn't make sense to me. <laughs> that last scene in the warehouse that we're talking about now, um, because it's a warehouse, it's an excuse for a bunch of empty boxes to be stacked up, and those boxes yep. get people kicked into it. That's like perfect. Yeah. It's not just random boxes and barrels. It's like they're there for a reason. It's a warehouse. That's where <laughs> the truck took you. <laughs> Good stuff. <sighs> Fucking great. I really, really liked. I really liked that sequence. That's the thing. This movie is full of, full of like really high highs. And kind of low lows um, because I didn't particularly enjoy. Like I, I'm gonna, I hate to say it, I didn't particularly enjoy Mars's leading man 
like go here. I thought he was kind of boring. Like it might be the way he was directed or he, what he was doing, but he didn't. He didn't have it. Whatever, whatever charisma or spark or whatever you need, he didn't have it in this film. Do you think he did a better job than Ben Lamb? Ah. Uh, would you not see that one, Angry Ranger? Which one that, was that? That's a completely different movie. It's like a revenge pick. Yeah, you can play serious. You can play a serious action movie and not even really have to act. In this, he's trying to be a lovable doofus, and he does come across as a doofus, but he doesn't pull off lovable. <laughs> I guess so. I was just thinking more in terms of like they're both not known for being leading men. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed because I like him. I really do. I, I find him very charismatic when he's like in a bit part. But in this part, he was like, I, I like him, but I'm kind of bored when I'm just watching him like talk to his friends or be an idiot or grab that lady's ankle. I'm like, eh, whatever. He, he's definitely more sidekick material. And I did feel like as you're going through the movie, as the travel agent guy sort of came to the fore and became the, you know, the love interest of of Cheng there. And I kind of felt he was almost... Morning. Take, no, well, no, Bonnie. Bonnie, Bonnie was. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie was Mars's interest. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like the movie sort of swung towards him being the more yeah interesting character, you know, more leading character almost. He kind of like just it almost sort of just gravitated towards him, like he outshone him in his presence in the movie itself, and not being a fighter as well. I agree, but For that me- doesn't. I'm not trying to denigrate our bro. He's great. But what? I don't know if he's got the chops. That's all I'm saying. Except when he puts on mutton chops. That's right. Oh, that, that that was was <laughs> oh, damn, he looks so good with mutton chops. He should just do that. He should have been. That should have been his his thing back in the day. His go to. Yeah, he looked great. How many Asian guys do you know with like a giant ass beard? Anyway, not many. No, not many. And uh, you could see that like he could have just been like a bad guy in a few movies and he just had to add the mutton chops and you'd, it would, you'd believe that. <laughs> You're like, that's it. He's he's definitely a gang member with his mutton chops going on. That's his that's his look. He's mutton chop Sammy from the fucking Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Got the open shirt and the gold chain and stuff going on. <laughs> you know what the, the sad thing is? Um, Sam would love this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think he might. Have you done well, any dead? Did you do other Mars specials before? We have to no, I think this more. is it. I think this is the first first major Mars film we've watched. Nord- and I've never heard of Naughty Boys before. I've not seen this film before. It is completely new to me. I had not watched this film either. But it looked yep. no, interesting. I had, but the, I'm, I'm surprised because that last fight sequence is pretty fucking good. Knowing you guys as long as I have, I feel like the comedy is more Michael's style and I didn't think you would like it that much, Nathan, but you seem pretty positive. Do you agree? Michael, do you, do you think this is pretty good? Um, I... D- as I said, overall, I, I like the fact that the, the storyline was coherent, which you don't always get. Yeah, the, it's probably the acting itself kind of fell away, and, and maybe they could have shortened it, uh, uh, some of the, the back back and forth slapstick stuff a little bit, but it was fairly you know quick through the whole movie. It didn't feel like it was a long movie. It didn't make me bored at any point, really. And yeah, it it was fairly well put together. So I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, in terms of of Mars, the leading actor, I don't think there's that many movies where he would be the lead. If if we even looked up his profile, well, let's find out. <laughs> let's find out and find the next one. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, it doesn't called, have to be next week, but it needs uh, to happen at some point. There's one called The Lackey and the Tiger. I think it's earlier from 
I think 1979. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's we did find that actually <laughs> there was a period where we were specifically looking for something with Mars in it when we were joking around with him and I did find a copy of that but the only copy I could find was dubbed. Oh. I couldn't find like a an, an actual um you know Cantonese version of challenge of the accepted. <laughs> challenge accepted. Go go right ahead. It was uh, the only one we could find a copy of was like a YouTube version, and I think it was like um you know how um some of those American companies buy like a whole bunch of them and they just put a whole bunch of crap. It was on like one of those websites where they host like all Shaw Brothers movies and other junk, but they're all dubbed with terrible American overdubs. Uh, Still so. working. He's got two movies coming out this year. Well, oh, my technically. God. Do you Love mean that, that bro. Kung Fu Cult Master shit? Yeah, Kung Fu Cult Master 1 and 2. So, mm. oh, that's, their re- that's their remakes. But, yeah, that's um, Kung Fu Wong Cult Jing Master is, 1 yeah, and 2. Yeah, it's Wong Jing. He's finally gone back and remade them. New Kung but Fu But not Cult with Jet Li in them, obviously, because he's not with Jet Li, no. years old. He's recast that bit, but he's made like the actual story from the. I think it's a novel or whatever. Well, so yeah, it is a novel. Kung Fu Cult Master is based on a novel. Um, but if they've, if he's actually done that, that's something we can sh- we should consider doing because those movies were fucking crazy. <laughs> well, that yeah, movie that, was fucking crazy, I should say. Well, we'll definitely watch it at some point. It only came out like January, February, so. Okay, well, we've Pretty got new. some time. We'll figure it out. We'll watch it. Um, what I do find interesting is looking at the IMDb page for this movie because I just brought it up. The two major women actors, uh, Karina Lau and Kara Wai, have top billing on IMDb. Mars is third. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. Because <laughs> if you look at the posters, they're actually, they're actually on the poster and not him. Well, they do feature a lot. It makes me feel like they didn't have any confidence in the man. Well, they should have just done mutton chops on, on a yeah, picture. That would have drawn yeah. the crowd. <laughs> it's a new star for Mars. He's coming out. He's being an action star and he's got these mutton chops. <laughs> It's fucking tops. I want to point out a couple of jokes here that uh, made me laugh. Um, our detective friend, when he's trying to um, hide his laughter at Stanley Fung, he's got his magnifying glass in front of his mouth, so instead of hiding it, he's uh, amplifying his, uh, his smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dumb joke that made me laugh. And not really a joke, but um, they kind of break in, The our criminal friends break in and go, oh, we'll just uh, we'll finish up and rape uh, Kara Hui here. <laughs> oh, no, it was Karina. Oh, was it? Sorry. Yeah. It's like just so casual. I always rape her after that. It's like, damn, Jesus. Well, I, I like. Time, I, I did make a joke to you guys. Like, I texted you a joke about that, which was like, thank God, like, Mars's apartment is just filled with a jungle gym because it really got her out of that situation. <laughs> we didn't talk about whole, that. His whole yeah, apartment so, has, like, no. jungle netting and fucking, like, ladders and shit and boxes. I don't know what's going on in that the dude's super bachelor pad. It was like a giant uh, keyboard mural on the back. Um, was it not license plates just for decoration? They did use the whole apartment very well, though, in, in that sequence when um, they're trying to grab her and she's, like, jumping from one thing to the other and swinging through stuff. Very, um, very well done. I also want to mention there's a, a fight in a bar and um, nothing gets smashed up. I was like, wow. The restaurant, that blue and yellow restaurant? Yeah. yeah. That looked suspiciously like a factory because it had a lot of pipes. <laughs> a lot of pipes. There's no <laughs> windows. So it also had – um, It also there was a good – I like there was one bit in there where one of the bad guys tries to follow Mars across the pipes 
and he and he falls down and he's perfectly the right size to put his arms out and put his legs out and catch himself but he's not big enough he's not tall enough to actually get him out of that get out of that position i like that that was one of, that was a good little stunt yes <laughs> anything that's again uh, just a little tiny fight there's a little tiny fight there there's like 10 little tiny fights in this film then the restaurant guy says, you broke stuff, now pay up. And I'm like, nothing was actually broken. It's a lot of restraint there. <laughs> Any other scenes you guys want to highlight here? I think we've mostly hit everything I was interested in. Um, done the, the the road making with the, the concrete like roller. What else? What else was there? Uh, that's most. I think you've mostly done it. There was that one bit where that guy does that old joke where it's like, "Does your dog bite?" And he goes, "No, my dog's nice." And then the dog bites me. He goes, "Ah, that's not my dog." Ah, ha ha! Fuck you. That was that good. one. I like yeah, that. That's, one. A, that's an old oldie but a goodie when a German Shepherd rips into someone. <laughs> Can I say something controversial and suggest yeah. that maybe the Billy Chow part wasn't even necessary? Like you could have cut him out. And then I think you wouldn't have really lost anything from the film, apart from boob staring or something like that. <laughs> Billy, what does he do? Is he the other detective? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure that I've got yeah, the guy he's with the, the guy glasses. The he's in a lot of Lucky Stars movies, is he? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's there because he's known for being comedian. But yeah. To me, doesn't actually really add anything. No. Because no, there's he so many characters in this film. Yeah, he was yeah, showing you cut, cut him down. The only the only part that is really necessary is the um the bugging of of the hotel meeting when oh, yeah. he um gets the the photos of all the people and and um overhears them doing the diamond. You know what else you could do for like, that? You, Mike? you could you could cut someone else in. Yeah, like you could do could Bonnie be, across Bonnie the way taking photos. Yeah. Bonnie could do that scene. Yeah, yeah. Because afterwards right. he hands that em- envelopes and goes, "Here's the evidence," and it's just like a whole stack of paper. And I'm like, "What's on that paper?" <laughs> transcripts of no the, one needs to see the photos yeah <laughs> transcripts rem- of the audio that reminds me what about those mobile phones <laughs> oh, like she takes it out of a case it was <laughs> glorious when she calls him when bonnie calls him she's just got this big fucking leather case she unzips it and pulls out a giant phone i'm like god damn phones used to be huge that's a how- giant purse smack how big is our Billy's pants? Because his pocket is big enough to hold the phone. He puts it in. Well, so that's how pants were big in the nineties. <laughs> this is eighty six, man. I know that's why, but you know, no one had a phone in eighty six except for people in Hong Kong and Japan. But in the nineties, that's why parachute pants were invented. I don't think this feels like an eighties movie either. It doesn't seem very eighties to me. It seems like early nineties. Really? To me. What a joke! Like I was gonna say, when you said parachute pants. I thought about that scene where he t- tells the woman, "Get a parachute to cover your your boobs because <laughs> oh, a bra won't fit." No, Unnecessarily mean, not I that big guy. <laughs> he was overly mean, but I was like, and I was like, she wasn't even really that fat, <laughs> you know, in the scene. She might be slightly overweight, but meh. Again, yeah, as you said, if you cut him out, it wouldn't matter too much. You'd have about fifteen percent more less misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing also, you get. Uh, this movie ends on a freeze frame, so it's uh, another ten points for it. Yeah, and did um, I don't and know. Did the it, it was pretty good after the end as well. I, I quite like this film. Um, I don't know what else really to say about it, unless you want to go over the fight sequence. Which which fight which uh, stunt do you think hurt the most? Oh, Mars landing off the off the car like just jackknifed. It's like oh god damn. I was thinking the guy. I can't remember who does it, but the guy who hits the corner of the. The door on that car. Yeah, I can't but, remember if it I, was it I Mars it was or was, I, I I thought it might have been actually the um the 
the travel agent. It might have been. They were getting thrown around a lot. He, in was, that getting, he was getting thrown around a lot. But yeah, there's a bit where someone lands on the top of an open car door on the on the like the corner where the oh, it looked just fucking painful. It's like oh god. Also, that stunt where he's being reversed and he's on the gravel and he's being driven that that looks that doesn't look painful, but it looks like it could go wrong at any second. Mm. There was quite a few. Um you know, falls and hitting um, objects as you're falling down in the warehouse. Yes. Like when she's doing the uneven bars and knocking the dudes and then he, one guy falls and hits the bar and then spins down. And uh, there's another bit when um, they're doing the swinging on the boxes in the cargo net and like knocked another guy off and he smacks and cartwheels down to the floor. So there's, there's a whole bunch of those little things, which I always appreciate when they put the effort to show them falling and hitting other things and you just go, ow, that just feel painful when you watch it. Rachel, you got one? Uh, I was actually more of a question. Do you think that walk the plank thing, do you think they actually cut it so that she wasn't a million metres up high? At, yeah, probably. The and, then, and then further away with a stunt person. Do you think that's what happened? I don't know, but it I think so. It wasn't wide, yeah. It, it felt like it could be more, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to put it past them to actually have the 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 main actor, main female actor, also be in the wide shot. I just think the the close shot looks a lot more dangerous. Like there's a more like the people the the opponents are trying to get her more on those ones. Like they're grabbing at her legs and stuff. I wouldn't necessarily put them past it to just get her to do both. Mm-hmm. I also appreciated when they did the seesaw bit and oh, the, the yellow jacket. One got her and did it right into her face, and I was like, "Oh!" And she had blood coming down after it, and I was like, "Yeah." I assume that, that didn't actually happen, though. I assume she wasn't no, no. actually hit in the face. But it, also, it, when they, it they was launch, cut really well, they launched the bad guys on that. Yeah. Um, definitely wise because they do not go up. They, like just yep. no, yep. no way in hell. But still, very great. <laughs> oh, my favorite stunt! I forgot um, that that one where they go through the giant plastic tube. And then she <laughs> yeah. gets down to the bottom, and then and then folds up Just the bottom. Folds up the bottom, yeah, because you wouldn't be able to get out. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, thick enough that you couldn't push through, and you'd just be stuck in there. So the top guy, the top guy, um, trying to go down the tube is just like jumping up, trying to not squash everyone below. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a dumb question, and I missed this in the movie, and this may be on me. Who are those dudes? So there's all the guys dressed as the fake police, and there's the warehouse workers guys in but yellow but there's like four dudes in like yellow like jackets yellow jackets who i assume are the like the henchmen of the con artist but yeah. we're not really ever introduced to them before the sequence right you only see them split second when they reverse the car out and you just i i just suppose that you just have to go that they're the top level level or mid-level bosses above below the the main they could have done something to introduce them earlier they needed a sting like a brown. Yeah, well, they kind of they kind of introduce more of the con man, like as you're saying, like the C plot con man stuff later on anyway. So it was kind of shoehorned onto the end. So there wasn't really much to to introduce beyond that. I suppose they might have been the the plain clothes cop guys in the shooting scene, and then they yeah. got changed into the Is thing. I'm pretty sure they were the same ones. There was a scene where they were picking up the suits or the, some laundry. So one of them was yep. Ken Lowe and then was a different guy. I'm not can't remember. Yeah, and then and then some of the plain clothes guys because I think Ken Lowe is the one that does the seesaw fight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty Good pretty name. sure that that's right. Yeah. 
So this ties nice into do do this at home. Which stunt would you like, or which move would you like to do? Drop kick into the car. That is <laughs> great. Street, that's Street Fighter Two all the way. <laughs> there's a there's a thing there's a thing that she does where someone sort of kicks her or, or punches at her, and she's able to sort of flip around it. Now she's flipping over there, like she's so she's able to avoid by rolling, like jumping and rolling in the air, and then she kicks out as well. And I thought that was really good. I thought so it was Bonnie really cool or, and clean. Or the other one? Uh, no, not Bonnie. Bonnie doesn't do shit in this film. <laughs> oh, um, she does the gymnastics, man. She yeah, she's only good when there's uneven bars around. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Kara Wai. Wai. She um she does it. She, she there's a there's a bit where she gets kicked, but she rolls with it in the air and then she kicks out of it. And I thought that was really good. It was like during that during the end fight sequence. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the Tarzan like swinging across the the big dip and and kicking people off giant three-story yeah. boxes, etc. Mars, Mars does fun. a changeover at one point. He goes from one rope to another. He definitely um, lost his grip and fell lower than I think he intended because he ends up on the lower one down the bottom. And I was like, I don't know that he meant to do that, but yeah, okay, go with it. I thought Scott. that, uh, sorry, the, the suitcase caper was... The funniest in the well, when, where all the all the suitcases fell at the end, Why and they're just going they through suddenly them all. random suitcases stacked up where there's because that is an Amazon warehouse and they have everything. <laughs> and like, who uses a suitcase? If you thought about like who uses a suitcase anymore, no one, no one really uses. Wow, in, in the eighties, everyone had to carry their brick phones in it. <laughs> so if you had to and be important, yeah, if you were important, you had to carry a suitcase back then. Not a suitcase, a briefcase. Briefcase, sorry, briefcase. Briefcase. Yes, if you were important, you had to have one because you had papers. Now you don't need papers. A briefcase was a thing that you needed when you needed papers. (laughs) The papers were When you needed briefs. (laughs) (laughs) Your briefcase now can be a USB stick. That's right. And also they're very painful when they fall on you in a giant stack. Although... When I worked in the area that I used to work in, um, like the location in the city, it would be very common to see uh, lawyers with like boxes going to their like in their like wigs and shit. Yeah, go, go, going to their going to the like law offices or to the court, and they would just be with boxes full of briefs. And I think <laughs> briefs is a funny word because now it makes me think of underpants. <laughs> boxes full of briefs. Do you realize? That's right. Boxes full of briefs. <laughs> <laughs> um, both of them at the same time. Wow. When I did my uh, my duty as a juror, they said there was a video playing saying this is this is a simulation of the court. And it says uh, officials don't wear wigs anymore. I was like, oh man, <laughs> can't they wear the wigs? They wore the wigs for a long time, like. They only must have stopped recently. Mm. Disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. <laughs> so um, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Oh, man. Uh, this is a thumbs up. I, it, like some of the lows are pretty low, but I would still say you have to watch it. If you like eight, like 80s action cinema, it's worth it. Mike? I'm definitely a thumbs up on this one. It was, yeah, it was entertaining. And as I said, the story, whilst um, has its low points, it is, it's, uh, it's coherent and, yeah, watchable. Absolutely. Thumbs all the way up for me. That that last 20 minutes alone is incredible. I'm going to say more controversial things like I would prefer to watch Mars any day over Jackie, even though Jackie does like spectacular stunts and, and kills himself in the process many times over. I would rather watch Mars. I, I, think, he's, I think he's charismatic, but maybe just doesn't have that right look 
of the star, I suppose. It's not this. I don't think it's the look because I'm not attracted to Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. It's just a. <laughs> it's just a presence. Jackie has a presence yeah. in the, yeah. in it where it, it draws you or draws at least the other actors around him into the thing, whereas mm-hmm. Mars just yeah feels a little bit. He's not drawing the other characters to him. He's just there in the scene. He can maybe capture a scene here or there, but he can't hold the whole movie up. Because I suppose he can be easily overshadowed, which which he does. Um, like even and, in this film, yeah. which is supposed, I think is supposed to be a vehicle for him. Even once, like the other the other character shop, like his friend is, is I find her more interesting than him. Mm. I find the travel agent more interesting than him, and that and that's just not like the story that was being told here. That's also just his charisma. He's not able to hold my attention. It's a bit of a shame because you you think they'd make him look good, but they just portray him as a bit of a dumbass, and everybody else is like much better. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of depressing. Do you think it was the character itself or him, you know, portraying it? I think the script has a lot to answer for because it's like too much talking, too much like dumb country bumpkins almost, Um, even though it's it's not very country where they are. Uh, Yeah. Hmm. You can you can blame Wilson Chin, the cop in the car that that was it. Were you asking for a smoke? And then they oh, is that who it was? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's the director. I did like the switch out where she asks first, and that switches the car away, <laughs> and he's like, "No, nope, you can't have one." Smack. I don't get that. They're both attractive. They're both attractive. One just happens to have short hair. But Nathan Bonnie's got massive jugs, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it could be the city sophisticate or something, and then and then uh, Kara's like the the country country bumping, the daggy. Yeah. Sure, daggy I don't bumping. I don't love her like jumper with the the puffy <laughs> boots. Hell was that? Oh, that was that's like a great jumper. <laughs> that's a great jumper. <laughs> I was like, who would actually wear that jumper? It was like terrible. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of hipsters that would definitely wear that jumper. <laughs> Hey, um, before we uh, head off, we also watched a movie the other night called Millionaire Cop, another yep. Hong Kong movie. Uh, do you want to give a quick run on that one, Rachel? Why? But why? It was shit. It was Wong Jing, and it was <laughs> it wasn't directed by Wong Jing, but it might as well be. And it produced was shit. by, <laughs> yeah, it's very heavily produced by. Like the opening scene is incredible. They're walking up these uh, ropes and wires and things, and then just like devolve into classic Wong Jing because it's like a mandat. And Aaron Kwok in the place of maybe where a Stephen Chow might be, and it has like Jet Li's body, um, Jet Li's double, um, Hong Yan Yan or something. He looks just, he looks pretty similar to him as the bad guy. Okay, so, track it down. It, it's uh, it's worth a watch. But I you think just said it was bad. terrible. Rachel just said it was bad. It's worth a watch. Why would I track it down? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it was interesting for the fight scenes. It looks like Aaron. Okay, well, yeah, if the fight scenes are good, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll give it a do, go. Do a super cut of that and, and uh, cut the rest out. Yeah, and then a lot of fart jokes. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, a, one, like, yeah. Is there joke. a tuna with cocaine in it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of grabbing ass at one point. And you got to like play the grab ass. Blop tit joke or something. Uh, that sounds great. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Not really Asian action cast worthy, but worth a watch if you know what I mean. All right. Well, shit. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give it a go. You've, you've not really is, sold me on it, but if I've got absolutely nothing better <laughs> I, to do. I laughed, but I also cringe laughed. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't well, like cringy comedy. That's that's Wong Jing's, you know, bag, isn't it? He's it's he makes a million, million of times them. better than Future X Cops. <laughs> million times. Whoa! I don't know what. Well, I'm kind of glad I missed that too. one then. Yeah, I wouldn't have to try very hard. <laughs> well, I mean, the DVD copy we had was uh, questionable. It, okay. it certainly was. So if you want to get in touch with us, um, if you've got some feedback or suggestion of a movie you'd like or whatever, you can email us at AsianActionCast or one word at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram for photos and discussion and funny bits like that. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Cool. Bye. Thanks very much. <laughs> Boop-a-doop, boop-a-doop, boop-a-doop.